Welcome to this product podcast. My name is Salem, and as usual, I'm your product guy. Thank you for listening. This podcast is about uh, delegation for product leaders. Uh, This is one very popular topic that's come up uh, severally in many of my product uh, in, in many of my product leader coaching sessions. How do I delegate to individual contributors on my teams uh, as a product leader? And of course, uh, including different ways of how to build product skills and uh, balance passion and empowerment against uh, good results. Um, Another way to say this is if you're running a team of about four, 11 or 10 or 15 product managers, you have a lot to do that's different from their own direct work. So you need to do a lot of delegation. Uh, of course, decision-making and execution in that mix. So first off, uh, what is the goal for delegation? Of course, different execs have different point of views, uh, but my personal bias is that um, as a product leader, you should delegate as much uh, as much direct product management work as possible to your team. Uh, so this is made up of both operational and uh, strategic work. And uh, of course, um, this helps you uh, to uh, organize your your work, your processes to make your overall team more successful. So, if your essential tasks, for example, are hiring, mentoring, aligning strategies, uh, building cross-functional collaboration, driving sensible goals, uh, lobbying the executive team for a more developmental side talent, and um, you cannot be second guessing if any of your team members are actually doing the right things. So, you need to build up enough trust, build autonomy. And of course, give, give them that hands-on experience uh, that can shift from doing to showing and then from critiquing to inspecting when appropriate. Of course, you need good results from your team. Uh, and um, this is why you need successful delegation. Successful delegation literally means that your product managers are making extremely strong choices. Even those are even those even if those choices are not the exact ones that you made as a product leader, uh, so you're you're like I said earlier, you're you're here creating some authority, um, giving them a sense of good judgment, rather than you saying rather than them saying, hey, I would have done this differently, uh, and you being the final decider of everything. You're going to burn out as a product leader if you're the final decider on everything. Now, your team composition will drive delegation decisions, right? Uh, you could have you could have a team of first timers who have this boundless enthusiasm, but with limited product experience. So these guys tend to focus on transactional activities like uh, tickets, stories, epics, backlogs, presentations. But they are literally weak in strategy, unpacking poorly conceived customer demands and uh, some political frustration. So you spend more time doing and showing and helping them match that transactional world work to real world um, outcomes. My recommendation is that you plan at least two hours per week with one person, measure this per quarter, sharing what you know and critiquing product artifacts. Secondly, you have a team that's mostly seasoned product managers. They bring, of course, these guys bring battle scars, mental models and experience with different approaches but they may be overtly biased towards towards principles like, oh, this didn't work at company X, or this didn't work at company Y. Uh, So expect to give some time, right, uh, to these senior team members uh, who each push for this product to be the most important and best funded. 
Thirdly, you find yourself staffed up with subject experts who are new to products. Um, so you, you'd find them, you, you, you definitely need to coach them past saying, um, smart users won't make that mistake, or I do not need to do end user interviews, or let me show each customer individually how to configure that. Um, sometimes I personally find it difficult to convince experts that their own personal user side experience is not universal, universally true. So you need to teach them or show them to go out there and experience the market. My preference personally is that you have a mix of senior and junior product managers on your team, uh, as this also helps um, to have this healthy mix. Now, as you go on planning your coaching agenda for your team, um, I need it, or I would recommend that you consider product areas, uh, which they will find easy to learn and uh, where you need constant mentoring. First is the frequent transactional and team level work. Um, I'd say some product, some product work happens, right? Almost continuously and uh, depends on deep team level knowledge. So you have sprint plannings, you have story writings, you have acceptance criteria, fine grained prioritization, right? Which may look very universal from the outside, but they are not. Uh, for example, you can see that a user story is grammatically correct. For example, um, as a product manager, I want to build cute, cool features so that end users will shower me with praise and dinner invitations, right? But um, as a non-participant, it lacks endless specifics, right? Uh, you don't know if the story is right. So I can basically talk someone through how to generically balance technical investments and measure success. Um, and my acceptance test for delegating team level contextual work is, do I trust my product manager and development team enough to make to mostly make good decisions and poke me when they need help? Second is, of course, uh, strategic, strategic portfolio uh, trade-offs, uh, like I'll call it. And next uh, is uh, the subtle, infrequent, uh, you could say complex work. For example, there's some product managers who have possibly not done um, or who have done just done one type of um, task uh, in their entire career. For example, repricing or repackaging. It's extremely uncommon. Uh, so you'd find some product manager who have done this just once, like I said. Uh, or it's mapping out a complete migration process, say from uh, on-prem to cloud. Um, like, of course, you know, this could be very complicated. Uh, it could be filled with love customer challenges. Uh, it could be also be political politically sensitive internally, loads of communication, and loads of over-communication as well. Uh, so it's very important for you as a product leader to take a very active role in framing the problem, uh, choosing mental models, persuading stakeholders, drafting content or communications, and rallying other functional groups uh, to support this work. Uh, I've literally done this uh, loads of times, and uh, this has seriously helped my team in unpacking a lot of serious issues, and I'd say avoiding issues that would have come up uh, in the future. If you've not been through this battle yourself as a product manager listening to me, uh, you should consider some short-term outside um, expertise. Um, is there a specialist in, in product discovery or pricing or OKRs or security? Uh, that can also guide you towards uh, this positive uh, outcome that you expect. Um, so basically, I'd say these are the top three, uh, like I 
like I've said, first is frequent transactional contextual work. Uh, second is uh, strategic portfolio trade-offs and uh, corporate initiatives. And third would be subtle infrequent complex work. Uh, so um, essentially to just summarize this, um, you it's, it's very important for you to delegate, um, I would say, to the most hands-on product um, product managers. Uh, it's extremely important to hire product managers who are super hands-on. So this means that um, you have a clear understanding of what each team member can handle, you have an upskilling plan, and you are always there to build trust. On the next episode, uh, we're going to be discussing uh, product strategy. Um, make sure you tune in, make sure you watch out for the links. Thank you very much for listening. Cheers.